0: Hey, we're so excited you decided to join us on today at our Shades and Justice podcast with Dr. Evelyn Hill. We're so excited you decided to stop by. Hey, check us out on our website, www.drevelynhill.net.
1: I just want to say thanks, Dr. Hill, for having me on your show and the opportunity to be able to speak to you. Uh, you are somebody that i I look up to and that I care about deeply, and so it's it 's important for me to be able to just just talk to you about these issues. I'm come award of the court, and so my mom left and moved to california and so then that 's really where everything really started spiraling out of control because I got introduced to drugs and you know so then it was off to the races
0: wow and then uh w- what happened what uh started the transformation for you. Um, So I'll tell you, it's kind of crazy. Uh, I
1: spent all I spent the majority of my teenage years locked up. Like so I, I dropped out of high school when I was 15. And it was it was the most bizarre thing, right? My mom had this plan going in the background to put me in a boarding school (laughs) for wayward boys. And so (laughs) so so I dropped out. And literally the day after I dropped out, all of a sudden she rolls up with my dad, which was really weird. Right. Cause, cause my dad wasn't in, in my life. He was in and out of prison. And, but she rolled up with my dad and some, and was like, Hey, we want to go to lunch and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it was all, it was all a trick to, to get me in a van. And so, so I went to this boarding school that was, I mean, it was like, you know, I was boy number 43 and, and I mean, it was just, they were independent fundamental Baptists where, women wear dresses and King James Bible only, and, you know, men don't have beards, they only have mustaches, and, and, and it, I mean, it was like, but, but really, it was God's, it was God's divine interruption, because he planted so much, so many seeds of, of scripture that... You know, I didn't grow up in church. I had no idea what that was. I didn't, I, I always knew there was a God and I always knew there was a devil. And, and and I can't explain that except, you know, now that I've got some theological training, I understand that being chosen by God, but, but what they did was they planted this seed and look, man, I was good while I was there. But as soon as I got out, I was wiling out again. Right. Cause, cause I didn't know how to live. I didn't know how to hold a job. I, I didn't know how to do any of that. And so so it, 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 it was a combination of that. So that laid some groundwork right for, for God to say, okay, man, get this out of your system. <laughs> and so I went went right back out, you know, and, and back into the women, the drugs, the and just, just doing it. And uh and then so it was really weird. Um, you know, I'd been in and out of the navy. I I you know, I was on a submarine and 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 I had I mean I'd moved around. I had I'd lived a pretty full life and then and then I get picked up. For burglary, burglary tools, theft of means of transportation, stealing a car, possession of paraphernalia, and then possession of drugs later. I well, actually went, went back to court out of prison, but but it, it God had this conversation with me when I was sitting in county jail the last time, right before I I got sentenced, and it was just like, man, are you done? You know what I mean? I, are you done? And 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 I thought I was done, right? But but I ended up going to you know, diagnostic center to go to a prison yard and ran into a friend of mine that was, that was, you know, covered in typical prison artwork, especially when you're, you know, when you're a big white boy. And, and that's, I mean, that's what you do. You, you go to prison and you, and you do your thing. And, uh, and, you know, I was 27 and so I was still kind of young and, and retarded. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and, and I mean, really? And, and I say, hey man, uh, I said, how, I said, man, what do I gotta do? You know what I mean? Put me in the game. Uh, what do I gotta do? And you just you point and, and I'm gonna I'm to handle it. And and this dude pulled me to the side and said, brother, don't waste your time. He said, Man, this ain't what you think. He said, he said, it's not, it's not about your race, it's not about your people, it's not about your he said, dude, that's all that's all fake. He said, It's all about who's got the dope and 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 that's who controls the yard. and and, and it was real funny, right? Because he was like, Hey man, by the way. Watch your nickname. There's a dude running around that's a smash on site, which is, you know what I mean, is wherever he goes, then they got to get at him. And mm-hmm. and so, so he gave me a hug <laughs> and said, be a man, raise your kids. He said, do your bid, move on with your life. Changed my life forever. So it was like a combination of that. And then I tried to fight some dude in the chow hall that got me to sit in this cell by myself for like seven days of, of just with no no interactions with anybody and just just sat there and 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 it was god saying man time to tone it down buddy and and so got to the prison yard got a bible and and just dug in and we ended up planting a church inside this prison i mean it was it was crazy right all stuff i've never done before but it all started with with this dude steve saying hey the same what you think and 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 then what it did dr hill is it opened my eyes to To see the hypocrisy in in all of these gangs and all of these things that we, you know what I mean, that we buy into that, oh, you know what I mean, this is my family. Well, no, (laughs) no, they're not. They they want you for what you can give them. And and so it was,
0: yeah, it changed my life forever. Wow. Well, uh, Matt, your story is amazing. (laughs) that At the the, um, very early part of your life, third grade, you were already. Ready, uh involved in burglary and uh, theft. That, that's amazing. And then uh, at the age of 15, your mom decided to put you in a school, a border yeah. school for boys. And then you were good only while you were there in school. And then when you came out, yeah. you went back to your old ways. And then out of nowhere, this guy comes and gives you some instruction. Mm-hmm. He, he which is what you dealer. needed. Well, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's yes, amazing. That's, and
1: that's that's how I that's how I knew him was, yes. was he was he was my drug dealer on the streets. And so uh-huh. I knew that he, I knew he had ties to this organization. So it was like, but he
0: changed, I mean he changed my whole life. Wow. And so now um I know at one point you were in Brothers Um in Blue, which yeah. is an organization that would help those individuals coming out of prison. So tell us a little bit about that. How did so, you get involved with so,
1: that? So here's the deal. We started we started a housing ministry called Firm Foundations about seven years ago in Wichita. And, and some of these guys that we were getting were just rock stars. I mean, like legit rock stars. They, were, they had leadership development, they had relapse prevention plans, they had leisure plans, they had all these amazing groundwork things that helped them be successful on releasing into society, right? So so I did time in a prison where man there's no programming. I think there is now, but you know, 18 years or whatever 14 years ago there was no programming. And so you went you did 85% and you got out, right? And so here's 50 bucks. Don't come back now that you learned anything. But here you go. And and so what I noticed is this organization Brothers of Blue was turning out these men that were just crushing it I mean like you could you could literally see physically see the difference in the countenance and the and the work ethic of the men that came through their program and that didn't and, and so so it was really odd I went up to do a I went up to do a couple whatchamacallit a couple uh interviews for the house and uh-huh. and the director actually gave us gave us two weeks no not his two weeks notice but he turned in his letter of resignation while I was up visiting Lansing prison this was like I don't know, four years ago or something like that, and uh, and some friends of mine were like, "Hey, man, you need to apply for this," and I'm like, "Man, that's that's not my deal," you know. I, I and so I applied, and then I didn't get the job, right? And so I was, of course, I was feeling some sort of way, <laughs> but, but you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. But hey, but you now what ended up happening was they reached back out to me about a month later, and they said, "Look, man, this one's not you, but but we've got this program manager job that is that is." I think you'd be great, right? So, so we took it. We sold our house in Wichita. Me and my wonderful wife, Christina. We actually were doing. It was our five-year anniversary, and we were actually doing our wedding that year because we got married in the backyard, trying to be right with God and all. Anyway, so so it was it was funny, right? So I, I accept this job. Uh, meanwhile, that year she went back. She graduated high school that year, so it was like a kick kick butt year all the way around but then we're like eh, we're just gonna change everything up sell the house and and so we ended up selling our house to the neighbor across the street which was crazy he he paid full cash price no mortgage no nothing it was like oh yeah absolutely i'll take that and, and, and wow. so, yeah so we did our we did our <laughs> we did our wedding ceremony packed up the car and and literally moved to kansas city just wow. i mean just that quick so so that and so you know then I, then i got settled in and we we me and a, another brother, C.J. Hughes, who's the director of, of Brothers in Blue right now. Uh, man, we we rebuilt the program and then rebuilt it again because we had some things happen. And and it and it's it's I've never seen anything like it. I've seen a lot of people do a lot of things. You know, this is what happens when you're you know, prison's my whole. I mean, it's my whole life. It was my whole life before, but it's it's my whole life now. And 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 there's a lot of people that do these little bits and pieces but I've never seen a more comprehensive program that, that teaches these men and now women, cause now they got a program in Topeka. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. But, but to where it teaches these men and women, the, the ground floor of what you got to work through to take the next steps to be successful. And we know that ground floor is important because that's the foundation that we build off of. And so, mm-hmm. so that's what they do. And so, you know, we've got a house up here and, we, and we've got houses still in Wichita and Topeka and it's filled with these men that, that, are, that are just crushing it because of the work that Brothers in Blue put in with them.
0: So can you give me just a little bit of information about, you mentioned several times, the ground level. What kind of ground level uh, information do you give these uh, men and women to really help them move forward toward uh, what we all call a normal uh, life? so so here's the thing right when you look at drugs and alcohol or
1: sex or gambling or whatever the addiction is right the addiction is is just a symptom or a byproduct of of the deeper problems right so so perfect example um you know i i going through abuse as a kid uh I, man, I jumped into drugs wholeheartedly. I, I had an absent father in my life. My mom was an alcoholic. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I was abused. I don't know how to talk about it. And so, so I don't feel good. I feel, yeah. I feel horrible. I, I don't have proper emotions. My, my chemicals are off. Right. So, so we jump into drugs because it's like, wow, man, I feel great. Right. Cause it, it covers all that stuff and it pushes it down and you just exist well so the thing is right is is substance abuse classes are great but if you don't touch the stuff that really matters if you don't work on the fact that you you know you're a child of god you do matter you you aren't ugly and worthless you you know what i'm saying like like and 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 hey these 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 triggers that you have these traumatic experiences these are not your fault you know what i mean Or, or even if they are your fault later on in life you don't have to live there. And so it's, it's getting to the deeper core of, of what and who they really are, not what they've told themselves or what other people have told them. And so, you know what I mean? A lot of that comes from, from forgiveness and, and not only not only forgiving other people, right? Because you can only do so much, but it's, it's agreeing in the forgiveness of God for yourself to say, look, man, I, I, like for me, I, I did a lot of, I hurt a lot of people. I can't change that. I can try to make that right as much as I can, but, mm-hmm. but, if I live in that spot i 'm going to go get high and so yeah, and so and so yeah. we we work on that right we We put them through an intensive one year program that's that 's the start that they have to take a variety of classes bible studies i mean i mean it's that man they have to work it right and so so we man we we'll get down to a class of like eight people out oh. of twenty. Be, because it's it's hard, you know, and, and so and through it, there's accountability, and so so these are all the groundwork things, and so here's a good example: if you grow up in a in, in a in a poverty or an impoverished environment, chances are, for the most part, the pops is not going to be there. There's not going to be a dad in the home. Um,
0: right.
1: Mom has a whole bunch of other stuff going on, and so yeah. even if she is working. Unfortunately, she's probably not working a great job that's got great benefits. You know what I mean? She's, she is right, busting right, her butt right. to take care of these babies. And yeah. so, so the people that raise the children is the community around them. And if the community around them is selling drugs and doing this and doing these other things, right. that's, that's what they know. And so, and so unfortunately, you got to go back and say, hey, I see what you're doing. Now let's plug these receptors back into the right way to do things. This is your God-given ability that you can can sell, you can do this, you can do it. So let's let's find out why you have these in the first place and let's rewire them so you're successful over here.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. So tell us uh, a little bit more about your program. How successful is your program? How many use your services and then get a job, stay on the job, and stay clean? Uh, just just a little bit of, uh, if you have any stats you'd like to throw out, that would be great. But if not, that's okay, too. So, so I'll say this, right? Somebody that completes, honestly
1: completes, both Brothers and Blue and Firm Foundation. So from the inside to the outside, the housing and everything, uh-huh. I have seen very few go back at all. I mean, just literally at all and 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 it's it's if you shortcut the system somewhere that's usually where it happens so i'll tell you out of 7 years 7 years of operating i've really only seen maybe 25 people out of a few hundred that that have gone back with new charges you know some of them get a technical parole violation or something goofy or 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 but but honestly going back and just digging back into the lifestyle very few.
0: yeah I think another component of your organization is you kind of like stand by these men and women you you are there and uh, if they just need a quick tongue lashing you're able to give that to them or if they just need a little love you're able to give that to them so I think that's a major component of the success uh, rate both at the same time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love you, but come on. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Which is what kind of like what a parent would do. Uh, You know, a parent would love on them and uh, discipline them all at the same time. And so, and sometimes they miss that structure coming up as kids and now you make that available for them. Well, um, with so much experience that you have on both sides, what are some of the gaps that that you see still missing. So, so I always,
1: I always think of it like this, right? So, if you look at your hand, and if you, if you, like, let's say you look at your fingers. So, you usually have like housing, employment, transportation, parole, probation, or whatever it is, right? And then, and then the rest of it is just get. So, so we don't lose people on these. We lose people in here, and and so mentorship, uh. friends, community. Uh, your network. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's very rarely have I seen people say, oh man, you know what? I missed a ride to work. So I can't get, a, you don't know, screw it. I'm going back to prison. Right. That usually doesn't happen. What right. happens is, is I'm hanging out with my boy or <laughs> my favorite one. I met this girl. Well, I met this dude and he's a really good dude. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's, it's usually that because that leads to the next step because because a lot of us are fledglings and don't know how to have fun or live life without drugs. And so unfortunately that that's usually the next step after I started a relationship. Well, we had a couple of years, right? And so it's, it's, it's the inner workings of the gaps that, that we got to work with. And it's, it's, who are you hanging out with? Who, who's speaking into your life? Who, you know what I mean? What are you doing when you're not at work or asleep? Like what, what's, and so those are the big gaps. And so it's, it's not just fill it with, with a bunch of stuff. It's putting intentional stuff in the right place and teaching them that there's times that you just unplug, that you just lay on the couch, you watch TV, and you enjoy yourself and just do nothing, right? And so it's, it's those type of things. It's relearning how to live your life, not on the major points. But on all the gap, because those are the gap times where you get in trouble. It's it's the Friday night at ten o'clock, right? It's it's the it's yeah. the Sunday after three. It's 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 not when you're when you should be someplace else. It's when you got nothing else to do.
0: Wow, and uh, I I know since you are a pastor, also you've heard the words, um, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. And so true and if they are too idle for too long, even though they're supposed to be resting or adjusting. In your opinion, uh, what could prisons do better to prepare those coming out of prisons to be successful? So I I would say this, right? I would say
1: understanding that the punitive punishment is the prison time, right? It's not... Hard labor. We don't we don't stink and do 10 years of hard labor. We do right we do you were sentenced to three and a half years, 85% time, blah 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 blah. So it's it's as the prison, it is letting these men and women fill that time productively and not bucking yeah. the system because somebody's so here's a good example. There are people that work at some prisons that hate the fact that we give these men opportunities to be successful, right? We give them opportunities to learn. It, it's sad because there are some people, there's judges, there's police, there's there's people in authority in some of the prisons where where it's like, man, that dude doesn't deserve anything. He's just a piece of garbage and you know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, that's great, but but how, how, how are you helping this guy? How, how is this guy gonna learn anything different if you're saying the same thing that he grew up hearing. And so it's, 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 it, and look, the, the beautiful thing. So like Lansing right now, you know, the upper echelon of Lansing, the warden, the deputy wardens are all on board with good, solid programming, right? Because they know that, that security is better when they have stuff to do. Security is horrible when you got a bunch of dudes locked in a, in, in a cage that have nothing positive to do. Of course, you're going to do something negative. I mean, that's right, just a fact.
0: Right, yeah. So it, it's working so, better wow. with
1: the community to, to put put things in place to to help them be successful. I mean, look, you're always going to have somebody that's going to find his way or, or her way into getting in as much trouble as they can. But that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that there aren't 100-plus people waiting to see success that could be mm-hmm. helped if if you did X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, um, we are down to the last five minutes. And this has been an eye-opening um, interview with you. So I've got a couple things uh, really quick. One is, uh, in your opinion, how should our community respond to Black Lives Matter movement? Uh, and of course, you are a white gentleman. And how do you deal with that and uh, white privilege? So I would say this, right? So the guy that created VeggieTales,
1: Phil Vasher, Vasher or whatever his name is. This sounds totally goofy, right? But but I just happened to stumble across one of his videos, and it was just him talking. It wasn't It wasn't like you know Larry the Asparagus, but 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 uh, man, this dude gave a unbiased history of racism in in America, and and. And I mean both sides of the political party, right? So, so for me, you know, I, I I'm a conservative, but I don't agree with half the crap that they do, right? I, I don't agree with I, the racism. I don't. I, there's just a lot that I don't agree with. But then I love social justice, but I can't get past the abortion. You know what I mean? And the other stuff. So I'm like, exactly. I'm in this. I'm in this just weird thing where I'm like, this I'm just bubble. rocking by myself. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But, but, but what what bothers me is is look, I'm not for I'm not for the organization, so to speak, of destroying the nucleus family. And, you know what I mean? Right. But, right. but truthfully, I am 100 percent for Black Lives Matter. In my in my suburban neighborhood, I've got a Black Lives Matter sign that sits right in front of my front door. So you can't <laughs> miss it when you come by. Right. And and, wow, and that's awesome. B- because look, the truth is Black Lives Matter. And and yeah. and look, I man, I'm I'm a I'm a five-time felon. And I could still get into more places and probably do more things than most African-Americans. And that's just because, wow. that's because the climate that we have built for 400 years that says, this is okay. You know, I, I mean that, and that's just the truth. And and to me, I think the biggest injustice is to pretend like this doesn't happen. And, yeah. and so, so you know, for me, you know, I, I'm, like I said, I'm 43, I, I've, you know, I was still in school when they taught typewriting and cursive and you know what I mean, and and all, and all that stuff. <laughs> But but you know what they didn't teach? They didn't teach about the Tulsa race riots. They didn't teach about you know that's what I mean? They didn't teach about yeah. these things that were I mean, they decimated a whole flipping city. And, that's and, right. and it's it's like how how is this not recorded? And yeah, so to say right. that, that that is just a mistake, that's a bunch of bull crap. That's that's yeah. the only real domestic terrorism that we have in America yes. where it's inland. And and so I I look at this right and I think, okay, you, you hear this, and so back to the veggie tales. He talks about redlining and banks and you know what i'm saying and and the fact that that number one if, if you were like and, and of course i think of wyandotte county right let's yes. wyandotte county is real patchy and it's a trip because if you hit you know all the way from all the way from the freeway to like 18 it, it's devastating and it's broken yes. and then you and then you cross this funny little bump when you hit 18th right around washington and all of a sudden you're like where am I? You know, right. Hey, and, then, and then, and then it's like a $300,000, $400,000 homes. Yeah. And then you, you dip two blocks over. It is back. Yeah. it's so, so you look at this and you think, okay, that this is an exact replica of what this dude is talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, so to say that this doesn't exist or, or, you know, to my white brothers and sisters out there to to not embrace the fact that they have brothers and sisters that are hurting and, and to, to complain about, you know, well, I can't say that because that supports an organization. Well, I can say it because, if I mean, look, it, I am 100% pro, pro man and wife. I'm, I'm a pastor. I'm a Christian. You know what I mean? I, I believe in family. I believe in having the father at home. But I also believe it, that black lives do matter. And, and, and that if, if, if I don't stand with them, Man, what, what does that say to God? Right. What the, hey, at the end of the day, wow. I'm accountable for my actions. I'm not. I'm not accountable for Jimmy Smith. Of uh, you know what I mean? I'm. I'm, right. I'm accountable yeah. for my actions. And so, so you're you're a dear sister of mine. My friend Takiya is another great sister. You know what I mean? Yes. I've got yes. man. I got. I got a bunch of wonderful black brothers that, that that have done time that I've walked through time. you know what I mean? And so, so it's like to me that would be like spitting in their face to say, well, because because I'm not experiencing the. That, that I can't walk with you? Nah, that's 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 not right, Dr. Hill.
0: Well, uh, Pastor Matt, thank you so much. This has just been phenomenal. Thank you for your words of uh, standing with us and affirming that black lives do matter. It's not okay for uh, police officers of whatever, whatever color race creed yeah. it's not okay no. to kill um, uh, black men or women no. um, during an arrest and they many times uh, they may not be angels but they still deserve to live
1: no. yeah well that's so. the deal that's like saying you deserve to die because you were a drug addict well then by all accounts, I should have been dead about 45 times because that, that's all the times I've been arrested. And, you know, and you can and you know, my wife Ask my wife sometime, man, I've been put through the drywall with the police. I, you know what I mean? I I have. But what, but I didn't get killed. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And So right, that's right. that's the that's trick. The right. Is, is, and, yeah. and look, I was I mean, I was nuts. There was weapons in the house and all kinds of stuff. Right. So so I hit every one of these dead on. And but, but right. here we are still talking.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. I I appreciate um, just your transparency and just um, your love for God and for all of his people. I I just appreciate that so much. Now, um, I know you're an author and a pastor, so I want to make sure you have an opportunity to share share the name of your book, a little bit about uh, uh, the contents of your book, and where to purchase it, and then where can we find you in your church? Okay, so the shirt I'm wearing,
1: bam, that is Freedom Initiative Church. Uh, We meet at 8835 Lackman Road in Lenexa, Kansas, and the website's freedominitiative.church. We've got four sites that are inside of two different prisons in Kansas, and then we have one on the outside. And, and really, this is where the book ties in. The book is called The Overlooked. And the reason it's called The Overlooked, <laughs> and this is, so, so I went to a church planning conference. They didn't talk about prison. It made me so mad <laughs> that I had the chapters in the name of a book by the time we came back. Um, and so, so that's, that's the deal is, is everybody overlooks the population of incarceration. And, and so, you know, in, in America, there's 2.7 million that are actually incarcerated. And, wow. and there's, another, there's another like 6.5 or 7 million that are trapped somewhere in the justice system, whether on probation, parole, priest trial, sentencing, diversion. And so, so to say that 9 million people, you know, how, how do you overlook a population like that? If you, if you yes. could get 1%, you would see revival in the world like you've never seen. So, so my book is about, it's a little of my story, but it's the story of a bunch of dear friends of mine and and then how to plant a, a church inside a prison it's called the overlooked and it's on amazon
0: okay good well thank you again uh pastor author and friend we certainly appreciate you and your family you are a wonderful father and granddad Uh, and you even, I'm even seeing a little gray in your beard these days. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's bad. Like the whole underside of my beard is gray.
1: It's my wife's fault. <laughs> I understand. <laughs>